Welcome to Live Free Church. We're a church that's passionate about reaching people at all costs. Here you can find all our recent sermons. We are so glad that you joined us today. We want people to live free lives ultimately found in Jesus because we believe that free people, free people. Welcome to Live Free Church. We're in a series for the next few weeks called Free People Are, that our church is called Live Free Church, and that we want people to find freedom ultimately in Christ. So if you want to go back and watch our YouTube channel, you can check out other talks, or other sermons that we've preached on. In the first week, we talked about this idea of how, how free people are all about Jesus, that free people want to make Jesus known in their lives, in their workplaces, in their play, in their recreation. Last week, we talked about this idea of how free people are unburdened. How when you look at the idols around, when you look at the city of Kelowna and how it's fixated on a certain amount of things, that for us, I think the reason why we are burdened by, by a city that's trapped by idols is because we find ourselves struggling with the exact same things that people around us struggle with. This, this week, I want to talk about, about treasure. And as the Bible talks about treasure, it's so easy to jump to money. It's easy to jump to money because because Jesus spoke more about money than he did about heaven and hell and love. You see, why did he speak so much about money? Because really, money is so dangerous for you and I. It's dangerous because it can kill us. It shows where our heart is at, what we value. It's dangerous because there's a value system with the way we process money and think about money. This past week for us was kind of brutal because, you know, our kids have um, a dentist appointment in Salmon Arm and we end up trying to go to this dentist appointment on Monday and we've been there for the last few weeks because our kids need braces, they need appliances in their, mu- their mouth to actually make their teeth straight. And it's going to cost thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars. And if you're a parent and you've had your kids have braces, you understand that my struggle and that's really real. But I remember being stressed out about all these bills. My wife coming home, and, and I'm like, how are we going to pay for all this stuff? All these, the braces, and, and the upfront fees, and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, it's going to be okay. We got it. But I feel like for my own self, that there's some anxiety around money. This past weekend, on Sunday night, we had a community group in my home. We're talking about being unburdened. And afterwards, our sink was slowly draining. And I'm like, that's a weird thing. Why is it draining properly? We open up the cabinet to the sink. We realize that all this water is just like gushing down, wrecking our house. I'm like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do here? We have to call a plumber and, you know, $400 later, our kitchen sink is fixed. <laughs> our vent is, is unclogged. You see, my question for myself is, what I freak out when it comes to money? Why am I so selfish when it comes to money? Why do I think it's my money? Right? That's what I treasure. See, Jesus encounters so many people around the idea of money. Like He roughly spends 15% of his time talking about it. It must be important for you and I. I think we don't always want to talk about it a lot of times, but it's more important than you could possibly imagine for us. Because if you don't have enough money, 
and crave it, it will kill you. But if you have too much money and you guard it, it still will kill you. See, money is so dangerous because it shows someone where their heart is. And my question for us today is, where is your heart? What do you treasure? What do you hold on to? I want to look today at how free people are generous. How free people know the true treasure. How free people know the blindedness of greed. And how free people know that generosity sets you free. So if you have a Bible, flip with me to, to Matthew 6, verse 19. We'll read a very famous passage after Jesus' Beatitudes. Here's what it says here in verse 19 of Matthew 6. It says, Don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. The eye is a lamp of the body. If your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. If your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. So if the light within you is darkness, how deep is that darkness? No one can serve two masters, since either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. See, in this passage, it talks about this idea that you, you, know, you shouldn't store up treasures on earth. There's a principle here for you and I. And what it's saying here is that everything you accumulate, if it's accumulated for now, for earth, you can't bring it with you. It doesn't say not to store up treasures. It's just saying where you should store it. That where you should store your treasures to make an eternal impact in someone's life. See, naturally, we store up things. It's a natural part of our life. It's just where you store it really does matter. The same, what, he's, what Jesus is trying to say here is that, that whether you store up treasure on earth, the problem is that it won't last. I've never been to a funeral where, where I've seen all of someone's possessions beside them. I've seen a couple of things at, the, at a funeral where people are known for, but I've never seen like, you know, a U-Haul of all their junk. I've never seen a hearse go to a graveside, right? And following the hearse is a U-Haul with all their stuff for the graveside behind them to put all their junk into it. See, where you store things up matters because it shows our heart. See, when Jesus warns us not to store up treasures on earth, it's not just because wealth will be lost. It's because wealth will always be lost. John D. Rockefeller, one of the wealthiest men who ever lived, after he died, someone said to his accountant, how much did John D. Rockefeller leave? And the reply was very classic. He left all of it. He couldn't bring it with him. You see, you will store up treasure. It's just if you store it here, it won't last. If you invest it into heaven, it will last. It shows what I value. It shows the deeper heart condition. See, I think sometimes the churches, when they preach about generosity and money, it's so often where you kind of seem like so needy. Like God needs your money or the church needs your money. That's not what this passage is saying. Actually, in the, in the, in the Bible, it says that, that God has a thousand cattle and a thousand hills. What he's trying to say here is that he wants you and I 
to treasure him more than the money, more than what you're being paid or could be being paid or should be paid. That he wants you to treasure what will last, and it's him. It's Jesus. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So free people, free people know what true treasure looks like, and it's not going to last here on this earth. It's going to last for eternity if you, if you truly treasure Jesus. That every transaction is a declaration that God is king of your life. Free people realize that greed blinds us. One of the curious things for interpreters or anybody who's reading this and trying to understand this passage is this illustration that's kind of in between two kind of accounts about money. What it's saying here is that the eye is a lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of, dark, full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. See, what it really means is very simple, that we're in this room and there's light in this room. And if your eye works, it takes the light in, and by the light, you'll be able to move your body through this room. But if you're in complete darkness, there's not a fraction, a glimpse of light. Right? You'll be stumbling through this room. I'll be stumbling through all the gear, and I won't be able to actually get out of this room unless I've memorized where, I'm at, where I am. And you say, well, and what does this mean to me? But my light guiding me. See what it says here in, in verse 19 to 21, it's talking about money, and then verse 24, following this, this little account of the eye guiding us, or about money. But actually, there's a kind of parallel account in Luke chapter 11 and 12, and Jesus is using the same discussion, the same illustration. He's saying here is that the, the eye is a lamp to the body. Your eye is, if your eye is dark, your whole body will be dark. He's talking about money again. He's connected again to Luke 12. He says here that after he talks about the eye and the lamp, what Jesus talks about, it says here, is watch out for greed in Luke's account. What he's saying is watch out for greed. Watch out for all kinds of greed. What he's actually saying here, he's saying is that greed and materialism blind us. They blind us to see how we should really invest our money. Not into this little tiny kingdom, my kingdom, but God's kingdom ultimately. Materialism is an inordinate desire or dependency on money and material things. See, the materialism has a particular effect of blinding you spiritually and distorting the way you see things. I remember a couple years ago, we were watching this documentary about materialism on Netflix, and uh, my wife and I were watching half of it, and we, we paused it because we were like, this is so crazy that all these people are like, you know, they're, they're minimalists, they're living with less. And they say things like, my life is forever changed. My life before, my life after materialism, minimalism, is so radically different. And, and we're like, man, this could be like a church video because <laughs> the way we're talking about, about where our treasure's at, where our heart's at. So he's talking about the fact that, that minimalism in our society and our culture has become this religious thing. But Jesus is saying is actually, it's not the external parts of your life. It's the internal parts. It's what you actually deep down think about money, value money. See, it's, money, greed, materialism has a power 
over the way you see everything. And here's what I mean by this. Over the years, I've been a pastor for the last 15 years, and I've never, ever had someone come to me and talk about greed. I've had them come talk about sexual sin and, and a broken marriage and loss of a loved one and how could God be good if, you know, evil things happen in the world. But no one ever has approached me and said, hey, Colby, like, you know what? I just have this desire when I drive by the Ford dealership and I see that Lincoln car. Or when I'm downtown and I see a Ferrari, I'm like, why can't I have that? Like, no one's ever come to me and said, hey, I really struggle with greed or materialism because guess what? It's always about someone else, right? When we look at ourselves, my life and your life, we're not rich people. Someone else is rich. When you think about the way we live our lives, we talk about generosity and greed. It's always someone else. I have people, I've had people in my church before, they buy me books, right? And they'll buy me a book and say, hey, I think you should read this because I, I heard an article, I read an article, or I listened to a podcast. You should read this. I'm like, have you read this? No, no, but you should read it. Like, don't be like those people. Right? I will not read a book from someone unless they've read it themselves. But I think it's the same principle about rich people, that we don't view ourselves as rich. We don't see ourselves as wealthy because we think that someone else is wealthy. People who live in Upper Mission, people who live in Lake Country, people who live in a mansion, right? My kids, we were going to someone's house, and they came out of the car, and they said, they have a mansion. I was like, don't say that. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> right? Like, like, we seize people up all the time. And how, how we justify our own greed and our own materialism is saying that we don't have as much as someone else. I don't have as much as that person. I'm not as greedy as that person. I'm not as rich as that person. Here's the thing. If you live in North America, you're richer than 99% of the rest of the world. It's not, about, it's not about those people being rich. It's about us. It's about you and I. It's about our heart condition. It's about what we treasure. You see, you think about this, how it, how it blinds you, the way you pick your job, the way you let materialism and greed blind you and bind you to that job and to the conduct of that job. You know, many companies, for example, are making tons and tons of money. A lot of big corporations are making tons of money in a, in a pandemic. But they're hurting neighborhoods and people and small businesses. Right? Like there's hurting all types of people to make a living. See, are you, are you as a person saying, in order to make money, am I ruining an environment of a little town? Am I, in, am I wrecking small businesses? I don't think we do those kind of things. Are we making people homeless? Are we destroying the middle class? See, what you're doing, what you're, you're not asking is you don't want to go there because deep down it shows you and I what we treasure. You don't ask questions. You don't, you don't want to know the answers to. You don't want to think about it. You don't want to ask hard questions like, are the deals my company's making great for the people around me? Is it enslaving people? Is it hurting people? You don't want to know because that's the, the blindness that greed and materialism binds us to. But the greed also keeps us in those jobs, right? 
to move on to something else that maybe we should know we should do for, the, for God's kingdom. It's like, maybe I shouldn't do this because guess what? I have a very great job. It pays really good. But it binds you and blinds you. What Jesus is saying here is that free people know that greed blinds you spiritually. That when people approach Jesus, and he said, sell everything off and give to the poor, and they're like, I can't commit to that. So he's saying that all of your life, everything, your bank balance is a declaration of what you value, what I value. But really, what makes you free? What breaks the power of money in our lives? Like, where are you to the place in our lives where we're radically generous? How do we get to a place in our life where we're not worrying about money anymore? Like, when I was in my early 20s, I worried about silly things with money. All right, in my late 20s, I worried about a lot of money, about buying a house, handling the debt load. But how do we get to a place where we're not worried about money, panicked about money? How do you get to a place where you're not feeling trapped? And there's a lot of ways in which money controls us. In verse 19, it says here again, do not store up for yourselves treasure on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and rust do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. Literally saying here is, what do you treasure? What do I treasure? That will make you free. Like everybody, the soul of your lives, like the center of your life, values something, treasures something. Like what does it mean to treasure something? It means that you look at something and you fill your heart with beauty and the value of it. To treasure something is to say things like, if I have this, everything is worth it in my life. If I have this, it's all worth it. If I have this, I'm worth it. In other words, everybody has something. It might be money, it might be a career, it might be status, it might be romance, it might be a family. I mean, you're looking at it, you're gazing on it, it's treasure. You see, if I had this, it would be all worth it. My life would be worth it if I just had what I was looking at, desiring, treasuring. The Bible says that every treasure by Jesus will insist that you die to purchase it. But Jesus himself is the only treasure who died to purchase you. That's what I want us to understand today. That every treasure but Jesus will insist that you die to purchase it. You die to keep it. But Jesus himself is the only treasure who died to purchase you and I. Anything else you make supreme, the supreme value of your life will say, will say die for me. But if you make Jesus the supreme value of your life, he's the one who said, I've died for you. That's your true treasure. That's the gift. That's the love. That's the only way you'll make him the treasure of your life is if you see that he is your heavenly treasure. He's so much more valuable than anything else in your life, any possession, a new iPhone or a new MacBook Pro or whatever it is that Jesus needs to be the treasure in our life over the treasure that we find ourselves looking at and gazing at. See, only if you treasure Jesus will you be, in a sense, free from money. See, in John, 1 John 4, verse 19, 
It says that we love because he first loved us. What does it look like for someone to be generous? It's knowing that Jesus was infinitely generous to you and I. It means that knowing that we're sinful, broken people, sin, all that means is that you've missed the mark, that you've actually, you, you've missed the mark by so much that we have sin in our lives. We're so sinful, and yet you are so loved in Christ. See, being aware of the sin, seeing the sin, seeing the burden of the sin makes you realize that you're not going to feel superior to rich people. You're going to feel like, oh my goodness, like my sin makes me feel inferior. And the yet so love piece keeps you from feeling inferior to rich people. See, being aware of the sin keeps you from feeling superior to rich people. And being so loved in Christ keeps you from feeling inferior to rich people. The gospel, Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, that you and I are sinful, broken people, and that God came to restore and redeem us, shows us that, that our lives aren't about the things that we treasure on earth, but it's actually finding the true treasure that's Jesus. When Jesus says here, but store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moths and vermin don't destroy, where thieves don't break in and steal. See, every moment in our lives are a declaration, a transaction about showing what's really valuable in our life. And Jesus knew that. And that's why money is so important to Jesus because he's not saying he needs it, but he's saying here is, I want to make sure that you as my followers are set free. Set free to be on mission for me. Not your heart's captive by the treasure you find yourselves in. In the Old Testament, it says that you need to give 10%. But the New Testament, Jesus is saying here is that I've sacrificed my life for you. I want you to give it all. I want every transaction. I want all of it. I want you to value me more than any treasure in your life. And that's what it looks like when you think about Jesus. Your new car, new house, anything looks like rubbish, like crap compared to Jesus. Years ago, I was working on my house in Salmon Arm, and we finally put a kitchen in. It it was like a three-year process of a month, you know, a month or two weeks every, every summer working on this kitchen. I remember my friend Jeff, you know, we finished the kitchen, and he looked back and said, you know, just capture it right now in your mind because your kids are going to destroy this kitchen. Your kids are going to scratch it. They're going to wreck it. Drawers are going to be broken. You know, like water's going to leak into it and, and, you know, swell the IKEA MDF. I remember that night having a dream because I thought about it. If you don't have a in your house, you're just thinking about it constantly, all the time. I woke up because I remember Jesus telling me in a dream, he said, Colby, you can't bring your kitchen with you to heaven. I remember waking up and being so cut to the heart about it. So I've been thinking about Like, man, if I just finish this kitchen, our house will be worth it. We can have people over. We can actually value people and love them and be hospitable and all these things. But Jesus is saying here is that none of this matters. You might have a great kitchen, but I'm not going to say, well done, good and faithful, ki- well, well done, good and faithful kitchen. He's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. If you want to see a life transformed by Jesus, 
It means that you're radically generous with everything. With your time, with your talent, things you're good at, and your treasure. And that means money. It means that you're not blinded by materialism and money anymore. You look and see how generous your life is. And it's not just like, oh, I gotta be generous, like, because, you know, that's what the Bible tells me to do and Jesus tells me to do. It's like, you're doing it joyfully. You're doing it joyfully. That's the requirement when you realize that God first loved you. You're not bringing anything to this equation. Often the last thing in someone's life that's converted is their bank balance. Like, I want you to think about it right now. What does your bank balance, what does your bank account say about what you value? But who's king in your life? I remember early on in my life, I say things like, I tithe my time, right? Like, I tithe my talents by serving the church. I remember someone once said to me, they said, hey, Colby, your bank account, whose is it? And I, I wouldn't ask the question because I knew he trapped me, <laughs> my friend. It's like, yeah, it's mine. Thanks, Bob, for saying that. Like, I don't want to hear that. Like, I don't want to hear the fact that I think I'm the king of my own life, but actually we're serving the king of kings. Today I'd love for you and I to, to ask Jesus to forgive us for the treasures that we're holding on to. To forgive us the, for the sin in our lives where we see ourselves so deeply captivated by treasure. It's like Gollum in the Lord of the Rings, right? It's like, my precious, that is you and I. Asking Jesus to forgive us what we've been holding on to, what we've been building on earth, because guess what? None of the stuff is going to come with us. That we would find Jesus as our true treasure. That every day from here on out is showing every moment, every declaration of every purchase and bank balance you know, in our account, is that, Jesus, you're the king of my life. That you're the one who I want to serve. That I actually want to store up treasures in heaven. I want to treasure you more than all this stuff that captures my heart all the time. That every moment of every day would be maximized to show the true treasure of our life isn't money, but it's Jesus. It's his life. It's his death, his, his resurrection that gives us a new, ni- new life, a newness. And this is why at Live Free Church, we and I believe that free people are generous. Let's pray. God, that you have, you first loved us. You've been so infinitely generous to us. Forgive us for the things that we hold on to, the things I hold on to. Forgive me for my materialistic ways that deep down I feel like I'm not enough if I don't have blank in my life. Lord, convict me. Show me areas in my life where you're not the king of my life. Help me to see areas where I'm blind to greed and materialism. Clear up my eyes to see my life, to see what I value and I hold to. Jesus, forgive me for those things that I hold on to. Would you set me free because of your generosity be such a generous person to people I see all around Kelowna? 
In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening today. Please subscribe to our podcast. Share with your friends. We would love for you to join our movement. All you have to do is go to livefree.church to join us.